Hey, Tyler Shields here, pastor of Rock House Baptist Church. I want to personally thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We pray that the message inspires you, encourages you, and challenges you to be the person that God desires you to be. Be sure to check us out online at rockhousebaptist.org where you can find out more about how to connect, grow, and go. And now, today's message. But today I'm going to talk about, um, from the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 9. And my sermon this morning is God's call, our response. I'm going to say that again because I really want that to resonate with you. God's call and our response because I firmly believe that everybody has a calling upon their life. It can be something as simple as um, driving a bus for some youth, making T-shirts, giving them recognition. Whatever your call is for your life, it goes a long way, I promise, for the kingdom of the Lord. Now, having said that, my heart's really full this morning for our community. Um, I was trying to keep it together up here. Uh, a terrible thing happened right in my neighborhood yesterday or, or the day before, and um, actually to some of my family. So just please be in prayer for all those involved. It's going, I don't know about you, but if you turn on the news, you don't even have to turn on the news. Turn on Facebook. There's a lot of bad things going on. And the only way we can change that is these people in this room by praying to the Lord. That's how it's done. So please be in prayer, especially for our officers. Uh, we got one or so in here that serve. Um, thank you so much for that. They put their life on the line. And they don't get enough respect. So um, thank you so much for those who are fighting for our freedom. As we speak, Pastor Tyler sent us a message yesterday. He was in this gas mask looking thing. And I thought, that's not a good sign. <laughs> that's not a good sign that you're wearing a gas mask and you're the preacher, you know. If maybe if you were the guy, whatever, but I don't know. I'm just being prayer for our country and our leaders. But this morning we're going to talk about a guy named Abram. Uh, he goes on to be known as Abraham. Um, and this, uh, this character is one of my favorites in the Bible because he took on a lot with not a lot in front of him saying, hey, this is how it's going to be. He didn't have a road map, per se, is what I'm trying to say. And I think our lives are just like that. Nobody here has a road map that's going to tell them what's coming around the corner. We just don't do that. We don't have a GPS for our lives. We like to think we do, but things come up. So I guess I'm going to start out with a question this morning. Have you ever wondered if God can use you for his kingdom's purpose? I always think, you know, I'm just a poor old boy from Middle Fork, as I like to say. But I pray each and every day that my doubts are overcome with God's promises. If you don't know anything this morning, take the verse from Waymaker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. Now, if you don't know any of his promises, remember this, John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If you don't hear nothing else and you walk out right now, I excuse you because you've heard the gospel. God sent his only son to die for you on a cross. He loves you that much, and guess what? That love is never fading. It's always with you. As a matter of fact, the Bible says he'll never leave or forsake us. He'll always be with us to the end. Amen. So if you're here this morning feeling like you're not worthy of God's grace, maybe this word's just for you. 
it was just for me, so I want to preach it with confidence, humble confidence, and the Lord will speak through me to you this morning. We see in Genesis 12 that Abram is a ordinary man. And God is going to use this ordinary man with a promise to bring the world saving grace. Now this grace, as Brother Steve will tell you, is not earned, it's not bought. Only by the blood of Jesus Christ. If you believe it in that blood and what it can do for you, you will be saved. So here we go. We're going to dive right into the scripture this morning. Verse 1 says this. The Lord said to Abram, Go out from your land, your relatives, and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt. All the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Amen. Verse 4 says, So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife Sarai and his nephew Lot and all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan. And when they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the site of Shechem at the Oak of Morah. At the time, this is pretty important, at the time the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offsprings I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord, who, appeared, who had appeared to him. From there he moved on to the hill country, east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. He built an altar to the Lord there, and he called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram journeyed by stages to the Negev. Let us pray this morning. Father God, I thank you so much for this word. I thank you how through your word you can show us you take ordinary people like us. The average Joe, somebody might say. But God, you work miracles in us and through us and to other people. Father, many people may not read the Bible, but they'll read the Christian. God, I pray that we just live our lives for you, just like Abram did when he called. When you called, he went. And I pray that's way we do with our lives, God. Watch over us, God, and lead us. Speak through me this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So what we see here in Scripture is verses 1 through 3. God is calling out to Abram. He's giving him directions on how things are going to go. In verses 4 through 9, we see Abram's response to God, which is really important. But I want to back up into chapter 11 a little bit. You'll be reading this this week, so you'll have a little more information about it, okay? Chapter 11 starts out with the, the Tower of Babel, okay? And all the people on earth had the same language and vocabulary, so, you know, hey, if we all got everything in common, everything's going to go smooth. The Bible says that they tried to build a tower, okay? And they wanted to do this for their own good. The Bible actually tells us they wanted to make a name for themselves, otherwise we would be scattered throughout the earth. Now, you see, nowhere in those verses, and you'll read them, that was God going to get the credit for this tower that was being built. So God changed their plans and confused them, as we know, and the tower was never finished. And then chapter 11 kind of finishes with the lineage from Shem to Abram. 
Now, a quick note about the name of Shem, and I think it's so funny. Shem actually means name. So when they were trying to make a name for themselves, God actually had a plan to give them a name. And God told Abraham what? I will make you a great name. And it's all the way through the lineage. So here we go. I want to make a quick note this morning, and uh, especially for those folks who maybe uh, live their life on social media or anybody like that, don't let the world tell you and converse you about the promises of God, because it's easily done. Can I get amen? It's easily done. I had friends still today try to tell me, are you sure what you believe is real? <laughs> And I pulled old time. I know I was there. I know it was real. I was there when God saved my life. You know, I feel like every day when I come up here, I'm in tears because how can it be that he would save a sinner like me? And that was Abram in this story. That's who Abram is. So let that be a lesson this morning. God gets to decide who we are. As the old song says, I am who you say I am. So let's take a closer look at Scripture it says, as we read, Abraham, Abram, or Abraham, I guess we could go ahead and say that, heard from God, and how did he respond? Verse 4 says he responded immediately. I love that word immediately. It seems like every time I preach, immediately is in the Scripture. So next time I'm up here, just uh, Google search immediately in your Bible, and that's where we'll be. It's either about the blood or immediately a response to the blood. So I, I just love it. I can't help it, but... For a second, let's talk about Abraham. At this time, he was nobody of importance. He was nobody. He was nobody. He was a sinner needing saving grace like we are today. But God decided in his sovereign grace to choose Abram, just like he's decided to choose you and me. I want you to think about that. As you read through the Bible, take out Noah's name and put your name in there because God can do the same. Take out Apostle Paul's name, because that's a lot of us, enemies of the cross. And then all of a sudden we were blinded, and I think that song says, Now I see. That's Jesus. Hmm. And he decided to choose you and me. Thank God he did that. Thank you, Lord. And the Bible says that through Abram, God would bless the whole world. As a matter of fact, in Romans 4, verse 3, the Apostle Paul writes this. Thousands of years later, he's still telling these people. Well, what does Scripture say? It says this. Abram believed God, and it was credited to him for righteousness. We still have that offer today. We don't have to do anything special. Donate tons of money. Drive the bus all over the country, even though we do probably all those things. There's one thing you have to believe, brothers and sisters. And that's to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And that's it. It's credit to you for righteousness. It's that easy. As Kyle used to say, I believe it was Kyle, or Brad one in D group, you, you, uh, you don't get clean before you shower. Let, let that water wash you. Let bread of life cleanse you. Now, I can't make it through a sermon without quoting uh, the Prince of Preachers. Charles Spurgeon had this to say about the cross and God's word. And I thought this was so true before we get to our first and only point this morning. Charles Spurgeon said this. He says, keep to the cross. This is the main attraction. <laughs> 
when you have nothing else left, just look at the cross. And it's a reminder of what God did for you and I. And that's the bottom line. So our only point this morning is trust God's word. That's it. Trust God's word. If we look at what God is asking Abraham to do, if you go all the way back to the first verses, it's a pretty big deal. He's telling him to, hey, leave your land, leave your relatives, leave your father's house. Now, this is pretty big because of this. Guess what you were known by in those days? <laughs> your land, your relatives, and who your father was. That was it, brother. You didn't have anything else. That was it. Well, here's the good news. I'm kind of glad we're not judged by that today. I love my father. He's here in the crowd. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I don't have any land. I actually live on my father-in-law's land. My old relatives are in the news for all the wrong stuff. But God ain't going to judge me by that. <laughs> Amen. I'm so happy that on the day of judgment, it'll be the faith that I have in Jesus Christ that'll save my life. So I ask you this morning, what if Abraham, what if you was to receive the call that Abraham received? How would you respond? Well, let me show you this. In Matthew chapter 10, verses 32 through 39, God is speaking in Genesis. Jesus is speaking in Matthew. And they're essentially saying the same thing. I'm going to read some verses. Therefore, anyone who will acknowledge me before others, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. Amen. But whoever denies me before others, I will also deny him before my Father in heaven. Don't assume that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I came to turn man against his father, daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be members of his household. The one who loves a father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. The one who loves a son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever doesn't take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Anyone who finds his life will lose it. I love this. And anyone who loses his life because of me will find it. Amen. It's the bottom line. It's not saying not, don't love you people. That's not what that's saying, brothers. It's saying that if you'll just put God number one, everything else will be just fine. And that's what Abram did here. Jesus is saying it thousands of years later. God was saying it in Genesis 12. Here's the thing. And I want to get into the little Bible study here. Abram was 75 years old. Now, I'm not going to ask anybody in here to raise your hand and tell me how it feels to be 75 because I don't think I'll make it there. I think Stacy would kill me right there. But uh, you got to think, when you're 75 years old, <laughs> or them girls, them two girls, buddy, I don't know about them. Oh, Lord, raising two middle forkers. Pray for me, okay? When I'm 75, I just don't know if I'm going to want to move anywhere. But yet Abraham gets a call at 75, and he picks everything he has up, and he moves his family and his relatives. And verse 4 says, without hesitation, it says, Abraham went as the Lord told him. A few things I don't want you to miss, and you're going to catch this in chapter 11. God told Abraham that he'll make him a great nation. But we know that Sarah, in verse 30, was what? Unable to conceive. So how am I going to be a great nation if my wife can't even conceive? I thought about preaching that, but Lord knows I wouldn't have made it through it. I wouldn't have made it through it. Then it goes on to say in verse 7, 
that God, this is chapter 12, God promised land. But just before that, he says that the Canaanites are in the land. So you're telling me you're going to give me this land, but you got some enemies here. So I ask you, how did Abraham or Abram think he would be a great nation and receive all this land? <laughs> it's the same thing as salvation. He believed God and his promise. And that's what I'm calling you to do today. Believe God and his promise. He had every excuse not to follow God. Every single excuse. If you've ever been down in that pit, you know what it's like when you ain't got nowhere to turn. Some people say until they hit the bottom, they'll never see the light. <laughs> I've been there before. But I do remember when God called me that day back there. Uh, and I, I don't know if that camera was there. No way it was because I'd have killed it. But I tackled Pastor Tyler on this stage, and I just prayed to God to save my life. I quit holding on to the pews and holding on to what was holding me back. <laughs> and I come running to the cross. <laughs> and nothing's been the same. Even my problems are totally different. My problems I don't have to handle. Not me no more. <laughs> it's all about him. So this morning, as I get to closing, if I can see what I've got left, I'll just go from the heart from here. Abraham responded this way, immediately faithful in worship. And it says that scripture goes on to tell us that Abraham went and built an altar wherever he was to worship God. Folks, we don't have the information that's going to come next. Somebody may be leaving here, going to the game. This may be the last word of God you ever hear. Let's just be honest. <laughs> you may be going home thinking you're going to eat dinner with your family. But this may be it. Don't let this opportunity pass. Because there's two ways about it. You're going to spend eternity with somebody. I want it to be with me. <laughs> and all these other brothers and sisters of the Lord. We don't have all the information, but I know this. That's not what faith's about. God don't ask you to have faith and then want you to know everything. That wouldn't be faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. This is the first verse I think I heard from Arnold Martin. He told me when my dad was gone, he said, son, you don't know what this means, but you will one day. He says, us Christians, we walk by faith and not by sight. And I pray this morning that's what you do. Don't look at this world and, and what it's got and think that's it. These more. So I want to challenge myself and I challenge you all. Let's be more faithful followers of Christ because of those who are in Christ, they know this. If you don't hear anything else, God will never leave or forsake you. Let us pray. Father, I thank you. I can't thank you enough. Lord, all that's, that's uh, taking place. I know I could have been right there. I should have been right there. That's what I wanted to be. But God, you had a different plan. Father, I pray that someone here today that doesn't know you the way I have come to know you, that you will save them, that your blood will wash them, Father, they don't have to walk another step. 
wondering if, if this is the end, I'm go, will I go to heaven or will I go to hell? God laid on their hearts. The Bible says that only the Father can draw them near. They've heard the gospel this morning. God, if there's someone that doesn't know you, I pray that they know that today is the day of salvation. If we've got somebody on their hearts that don't know the Lord, I pray that we not hold back. That person that pops in their mind and then we pick up our cell phone, we say, I'll pray for them later. <laughs> God, you put them there for a reason. Move the mountains in their life. God, move them using us. God, I thank you for this church that saved my life. Thank you for these people that you put in my life. Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. It's in his most precious name I pray. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in today. And remember, the greatest decision that you could ever make is to place your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation and begin a personal relationship with Him. Again, thanks for listening. God bless.